everyone. You're listening to Health Affairs This Week. I'm Leslie Erdelak. And I'm Marianne Amos. This is the weekly podcast where the editors at Health Affairs talk about the health policy news and stories we've been following throughout the week. And before we get into the show, a reminder that National Public Health Week starts next week. This is an annual campaign, and this year is all about re-engaging with each other, practicing cultural humility, and working together to make our communities healthier. On Tuesday, April 4th, Health Affairs is hosting an event and bringing together national, state, and local experts to talk about what we can do to recruit and retain more public health workers who are essential to keeping our U.S. public health system running. We're grateful to the DeBeaumont Foundation for making this Health Affairs Insider event open to everyone. You don't need to be an insider to take advantage of next week's symposium, but if you want access to all of our special events and members-only content, then consider becoming a part of our growing insider community. You can check out our membership page for more details, but we hope to see you at 12 p.m. Eastern on April 4th for an important conversation about the public health workforce. Thanks, Leslie. And now let's turn to this week's topic, pharmacy benefit managers, or PBMs for short. PBMs are in the news again this week, and we'll get to the reason for that in a moment. But first, we wanted to talk a little bit about what PBMs are and what they do. So PBMs are third-party administrators that manage prescription drug benefits for private, employer-based, and government health plans. Altogether, that represents over 266 million Americans. PBMs are basically the middleman in the drug distribution chain, where drugs move from manufacturer to wholesalers to retail pharmacies and then to patients. PBMs play a key role in this chain in a few different ways. First, PBMs create and maintain formularies or lists of prescription drugs that are covered by a health insurer. This means they play a critical role in which drugs are covered by insurance plans and which are not. Second, PBMs negotiate rebates from drug manufacturers in exchange for including a certain drug in those formularies. And third, they reimburse pharmacies for dispensing drugs to plan beneficiaries. But the exact mechanisms by which PBMs accomplish all this are a bit opaque. As a 2019 Commonwealth Fund brief put it, PBMs have a significant behind-the-scenes impact in determining total drug costs for insurers, shaping patients' access to medications, and determining how much pharmacies are paid. Now, PBMs' stated goal is to reduce drug costs. Their national advocacy group says that they will achieve $654 billion in savings for health plans and consumers between 2016 and 2025, However, PBMs have been the subject of some intense scrutiny in the past few years for their role in rising drug prices and the difficulties some have experienced getting access to medications. So Leslie, I'll now pass it over to you to talk about what's been going on most recently. Sure. So on Monday, the Ohio Attorney General filed a lawsuit under the state's antitrust law, naming several defendants who are big players in the PBM world, including Express Scripts, which is one of the nation's three largest pharmacy benefit managers. And the filing alleges that these companies colluded with each other by operating a scheme where basically the most elite PBMs, the ones that control nearly all the market power, come together and share information that is typically confidential, information on each other's drug pricing, the way that they structure their discounts and rebates, and details concerning their negotiation tactics with drug manufacturers. 
The lawsuit says that armed with this competitively sensitive pricing information about each other, this group of PBMs has been able to harmonize their negotiations with the drug manufacturer and effectively eliminate all competition between themselves, um, ensuring that they continue to profit from super competitive drug prices. And we know that the PBM market has seen dramatic consolidation over the past two decades and that pharmaceutical companies seem to be sensitive to the size of PBMs. And like you mentioned, Marianne, drug manufacturers generally need their drugs to be placed on a PBM's formulary in order to be covered by insurance. And so not being on the formulary or being on a lower tier, for example, affects how many people use the drug, which directly affects the potential revenue from that drug. And that's why critics have often called this a pay-to-play system, where PBMs uh, coerce or incentivize manufacturers through what have previously been confidential negotiations to adjust their pricing models and pay larger fees to the PBMs in order to secure a spot on the formulary, just as one example. So engaging in these practices, banding together to share drug pricing and rebate information with each other is entirely self-serving. It's anti-competitive, according to the complaint, in that it takes away the transparency needed for a competitive pharmaceutical market. And it gives them greater bargaining leverage with the benefits going directly to the PBMs and leaving drug buyers and sellers with little choice but to play the game by the rules set by the PBM, again, according to the lawsuit. So this isn't the first time that Ohio's attorney general has sued Express Scripts over its PBM services, but the scope of this complaint is much larger, and this legal challenge sort of coincides with a groundswell of scrutiny directed at PBMs more recently. And this lawsuit, you know, if you read it, it lays out in a, in a very almost poetic way how PBMs instead of being the solution to bringing down high drug prices, have instead become the problem. And there are plenty of reasons why people might feel that way, right? That's right, Leslie. One reason is those rebates that PBMs receive from drug manufacturers in exchange for placement on formularies. Manufacturers say that the increasing rebates they have to pay PBMs are in turn causing drug list prices to rise. And in fact, a study from the University of Southern California showed a direct correlation between rebates and drug list prices. But PBMs say that as those rebates have increased, they've passed along a greater share to insurers as well. And multiple studies have shown that rebate payments do lower copays for plan enrollees, as well as governmental costs, but there's also evidence that they can raise prices for consumers. So the evidence here is really mixed. Another area of concern is the practice called spread pricing, where PBMs charge insurers a higher amount for a drug than they pay a pharmacy to dispense it, and then they pocket the difference. And overlaying these and other issues is that lack of transparency you mentioned earlier, Leslie. And there's been a lot of legislative activity, too, lately, signaling, I think, that maybe lawmakers are becoming increasingly agitated by some of the issues that um, that you just talked about and just this general feeling that the PBM industry has been able to go largely unchecked for so long um, and kind of manipulating both sides of the market. Now, the Senate Commerce Committee passed the PBM Transparency Act actually just last week, which is a piece of reform legislation that is now expected to move to the full Senate. And one of the items included in this proposal 
in addition to addressing spread pricing, which you just mentioned, would prohibit the PBM from charging retail pharmacies retroactive fees and lowering the reimbursements that they're entitled to. So right now, these practices can be financially just devastating to small chain or independent pharmacies, so much so that they're forced to close sometimes, leaving people without access to a nearby pharmacy where they can go and get their medication, um, which is a serious problem. And then the House Oversight Committee also sent letters earlier this month to some of the largest PBMs, including Express Scripts, asking them to surrender documents and communications related to things like formulary design and management, along with a list showing all of the fees and the rebates that get paid to the PBMs from the drug manufacturers, wholesale drug distributors, and pharmacies at a way, as a way of getting at more transparency. And then beyond this congressional push, the Federal Trade Commission has also been investigating PBMs. This has been in the news a lot lately for their business practices, sending subpoenas that, again, target the biggest PBMs in the country to get more information about how they operate. So clearly a lot of activity being directed at the PBM industry right now, and it's looking more and more, I think, like we could see some aggressive reforms on the way. That's right. There's lots to keep an eye on, but we'll have to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening to another episode of Health Affairs This Week. If you liked this episode, tell a friend, leave a review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for talking with me today, Leslie. All right. Thanks, Marianne.